0: The subject of abortion right now is uh, is very high in the news. It's, uh, it's become a very important subject for a lot of folks. Uh, it seems to be uh, life or death, almost. Uh, you've seen where these uh, pro-abortion places have been bombed here lately. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, I said pro-abortion, I meant anti-abortion. They've been in the news with all that going on. It will be a hot issue. It divides the country. Let's face it. Uh, This this is without a doubt a divided country. Uh, I don't know how many parts you want to cut it up in, but when it comes to abortion, there's at least two parts: those who are against it and those who are for it. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, What some of the some of the reasons why people think abortion. is right and something that should be done uh, today. Uh, there's a lot of people that has uh, a lot of uh, opinions but uh, we'll look at it uh, and see what you think. Sometimes uh, common sense uh, will rule the day and I hope today's one of those days for you. Okay, uh, abortion, this is number two, the absurdity of the absurd. Uh, that's what I want to talk about, that's, uh, uh that's what I think about the arguments in favor of abortion. Number one, uh, abortion and evolution. This got the ball rolling a long time ago. Ernst Haeckel developed a theory of embryonic recapitulation. Uh, I don't know about you, but them are hard words for me to say, but these are the words we got to say because that's what kids are taught in school. Uh, And that's what you'll hear people talking about on TV. Uh, So we want to know a little bit about what this means. Uh, Heckel, during his time, was a very prominent scientist. Uh, He was world-renowned, and he carried a lot of weight whenever he spoke. Uh, The biological development of an individual, to break down the term, that is ontogeny. The growth of a child in the womb, that is ontogeny, uh, repeats the evolutionary development of its species, that is phylogeny. Phylogeny is the, what they call the evolutionary process, uh, beginning with the uh, warm, muddy waters. Millions of years ago, something crawled out of there and it was dead matter and then it became live matter and then things started developing down through the years and you got all kinds of creatures and finally you wind up with people. Okay, that's what happens. What happened in the evolutionary process, they say, is what happens in the womb. It's a repeat, okay? Ontogeny recapitulates phylogeny. Those are the technical terms uh, that is taught in school. Brother Wayne Jackson notes, technically known as ontogeny, which is individual development of the human being in the womb, recapitulates, repeats what happened, phylogeny, what happened during the evolution of the species. It's simply a repeat of the evolutionary process, okay? It's not hard to understand what they're talking about. They just use great big words, and uh, I don't know about you, but that messes me up most of the time. He said it suggests that in the growth of the human fetus during the nine-month gestation period, the major stages of evolutionary history are repeated in miniature fashion. So when we talk about this, that's what we're talking about. Hackle, uh, he proposed it uh, a long time ago. Uh, He did the research, and uh, he developed a, a number of drawings that showed the development process uh, in the womb. Uh, the chart looks something like this that he came up with. It's one, these kinds of charts. You know, we see different places demonstrating different things, but this is the chart that's used uh, to teach uh, ontogeny recapitulates phylogeny. It's the last line that I want you to take a look at. This is the development of the unborn child. Uh, it's it's a fish at one point, becomes a salamander, then it becomes a turtle, becomes a chicken, becomes a pig, a hog, becomes a calf, a rabbit, finally, man, or baby, I guess we should say. Uh, This last one, man, is human. What does that mean? Anything before this final stage, you can abort. Why? Because it's not human. you're you're killing a chicken, you're killing a pig, and it's all right to kill such things. We do it all the time. So you can abort any time before it becomes human, and at that juncture, uh, theoretically, you're not supposed to abort the child. This is what um, he put forth, and the sad part was it was all a lie. George Simpson of Harvard University with his colleagues conceded that it is now firmly established that autogeny does not repeat phylogeny. Okay. Heckel's drawings were falsified. He falsified all of it. That wasn't the way a child develops in the womb. That's the way he thought a child ought to develop in the womb. He believed in a theory of evolution. He was wanting to push it to to greater distances, and this is one of the ways he chose to try to make that happen. He got away with it for a long time, but finally they caught up with him. Uh, Actually, it was his peers who caught up with him, and they exposed him for the fraud that he was. None of it was true. None of that took place in the womb. From conception till birth, it's human all the way through. If it's a hog from conception to birth, it's a pig all the way through. There, there are no evolutionary stages that are seen. Now, people were sold on this idea. A lot of people believe that when you abort a baby, you're not aborting a human, you're aborting uh, something lesser than human, something in the evolutionary process. But what's sad about it, it's known far and wide, but you know they still teach this in school? They do. Everybody knows it's not true, except for young college students, of course, they don't know that. And when they go to the university, this is still being taught. As a matter of fact, you may have heard it taught on TV. You remember Carl Sagan? PBS television series, Cosmos? A very popular scientist, supposed to be a brilliant man, a genius. Uh, he was trying to deal with the subject of evolution and he didn't come out and say ontogeny recapitulates phylogeny. He didn't say it in those words, but he nonetheless taught it, he and his wife, in Parade Magazine. Regarding the question of abortion, he said the fetus growing within a woman's body for several months following conception is not a human being. He knows that's not true. He knows that's not true as good as I do. But he said it anyway. Why? Because he wanted to make his point, And he was willing to use a lie to do it. Listen, just because somebody's called a professor, just because someone has a Ph.D., just because someone speaks in $10 words, that doesn't mean they know what they're talking about. There is such a thing as truth and a lie. And the field of science is no different from any other field. There are many people in the field of science that are more than happy to tell a lie if it's going to further their career. It happens all the time. So just because somebody with 14 degrees says something, that does not mean it's true. And we've got to understand that. Hackle was one of the most renowned men of science of his time, and he flat out lied about the whole thing. But people thought it was true. Why? Because Hackle said it was. Just because somebody should know what they're talking about, that doesn't mean they do know what they're talking about, so don't be moved by that. You know, common sense will go a long way when you're talking about a subject like this, if, if this had never been brought up, we all would have just accepted the fact that from conception to birth, we're talking about a baby. <clears throat> a baby is born. That's why mothers, you ever, you know, you got the word fetus we use, okay? It's a technical word, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a good word to use. But have you ever heard a mother, an expectant mother say, oh, my fetus is just driving me crazy today? I never heard a woman who wanted a baby ever refer to her baby as a fetus. Whenever she talks about that child, oh, my baby just kicking all over the place today. I can't walk out down the sidewalk with this child not kicking me out into the street. She never thinks of it as anything less than human. Why? Common sense tells us that much. Everything repeats after its own kind. If you start with human, you'll end up with human. It works every time. So don't, please don't be persuaded by these nuts in universities and colleges. They don't necessarily know what they're talking about. Take it with a grain of salt. When you take a test, you've got to repeat what they have said. I understand that. You've got to give the right answer. But just because you repeat what you were told in class, that doesn't mean you believe it. There's nothing wrong with putting down the right answer. Don't funk your class because your teacher isn't too bright. Put down the answer he expects. That doesn't mean you agree with it. And get your grade. You know what the truth is. This has been, uh, I think, with a lot of people, it's still a problem today. People who have never studied the matter, they're simply going on what they've always been told. Number two, uh, women can murder, but men can't. Okay. Uh, the murder of a pregnant woman enrages most right-thinking people. Uh, just the other day, uh, there was a woman in New York uh, who was murdered and she, had a, she was carrying a child and the child died because of the complications of the death of the mother. Uh, so there were, there were two that died that day. Uh, there's a case, uh, when this happens, people generally, when, when asked about it, they say the man should be charged with two counts of murder, not just one. Most everybody says that. Whether you're pro-abortion or anti-abortion, doesn't matter. Most all people have got the same opinion as to what should be done. If a man kills a woman who's carrying a child, that man ought to be charged with two counts of murder, not just one. But why? Why is that the case? A California man was convicted of murdering both a mother and her unborn baby after he brutally stabbed the mother repeatedly with scissors. He was charged with two counts of murder in California of all places. How can this be? This man was guilty of murdering a mother and her unborn baby. Now if the mother had carried the child to term and gone to an abortion doctor who is certified to execute an abortion, and if she would have asked this man to kill her baby, he would have killed that same baby, and they would have thrown it in a dumpster, and that would have been okay. A father can't kill their unborn baby. There was a father who kicked his pregnant wife in the belly, and it caused the untimely birth and death of the baby and the father was charged with murder. I agree, I agree. But that same mother could go to an abortion clinic and tell a qualified physician that she wants him to kill her baby And the doctor can kill that baby and neither the doctor nor the woman is convicted of murder. Why? Why is it that way? Why is it if a man causes the unnatural death of an unborn child, he has to go to prison? But if a woman and her doctor does it, It's okay. The reason a man is charged with murder is because he killed a human being. The reason the mother and the doctor are not charged with murder, I haven't got a clue. But there's a difference made. Is it logical? No. Is it rational? Not at all. But it happens all the time. Truth and lies. Truth and lies. Hypocrisy screams loudly over what we see in our nation. It's murder according to Exodus 21 verses 22 and 3. It's a choice. It's murder when the man does it. It's a choice when the mother does it. Men can't murder, but women can. The woman always, well, it's my body. Well, it had nothing to do with your body, it was the baby that lived inside of your body. A baby who may have had an entirely different blood type than what you got. A baby who might have been able to have lived outside the womb at that time. So what's it got to do with the mother's body? God made her the carrier of human beings that would come into the world. It's not her body put to death. If she wants to kill herself, so be it. But you need to leave the baby out of the equation because the baby's done nothing wrong. Number three, it's inhumane to kill dogs. You probably remember uh, several years back, professional football player Michael Vick, Uh, was found guilty of abuse to animals. He sponsored finance, participated in the sport of dog fighting. I gotta tell you, this is to me repugnant. This is repugnant. I love dogs. I love dogs a lot. And the very idea of pitting a dog against a dog just rubs me the wrong way. Okay? And it's against the law. You're not supposed to do it. Well, in this case, Michael Vick was doing it. He was involved in the dog fighting business. He admitted he was partly responsible for hanging and drowning a number of dogs that did not perform well in certain test fights. If a dog didn't prove to be a good fighter, he would kill the dog either by hanging it by the neck or by drowning it in water. If the dog didn't perform well, he wasn't gonna feed it and take care of it. He killed it. He was tried for doing that and he was found guilty. He was sentenced to 23 months behind bars, most of which were served in a federal prison in Leavenworth, Kansas. Guilty of killing a dog. You might say murdering a dog. It was innocent blood. You got dogs and babies. When a dog was put to death, man went to prison. When a baby's put to death, we say the mother was brave, courageous. Are dogs of greater value than babies? Somebody standing on the outside looking in, I think would draw that conclusion. I know we don't believe that, but believe it or not, this is the practice in our country today. People have more respect for animals than they do for babies. I remember out in California, and a mountain lion attacked a woman who was hiking and killed that woman. The mountain lion had to be put down because he killed a human being. Well, after the mountain lion was put down, uh, come to find out the lion had a bunch of small cubs. And the woman had, I forgot the number, but it was like three, four, five children. So there were two fundraisers that took place after the death of both the lion and the the woman, the mountain lion and the woman. I can't remember the exact numbers, (laughs) But the amount of money raised to support those mountain lion cubs was something like 10 times as much as the money that was raised to help support that woman's orphan children. There's something wrong with that, isn't there? People care more about animals than they do people. You know, some people do. They surely do and they'll even say so if you get a chance to talk to one. Number four, abortion is good for population control. This is the biggie today. This is one, you hear all about this, uh, whether it go green stuff or climate control. Joe Biden, he's big on climate control. He's ready to turn the country upside down because of climate control getting rid of the fossil fuels, spitting out electric cars, and here we are, we can't afford the electric car, before long we ain't going to be able to buy the gas. to fuel the fossil fuel, why, climate control. You know, I remember back not long ago, well it was long ago, probably in the 70's, we talked about going into the ice age. We were all going to freeze to death. Well, According to the statistics, it wasn't working out too good. It didn't look like we were on the road to freezing to death. So people, uh, they, they had a change of heart. People, remember Al Gore, the global warming hero of heroes? They decided that global warming is going to destroy the earth. Somehow we switched from freezing to death to global warming. That's all we heard about was global warming this, global, We gotta do something. Remember they come up with the magic number 12 years? We've only got 12 years. We'll destroy ourselves in 12 years. We're all gonna die. Today they call it climate control. They're not specific anymore. We're not gonna talk about freezing, not gonna talk about heating up. We're just gonna talk about the climate in general. We're not gonna say anything specific. Nobody can prove we're wrong this way. It's just about the climate. And we got 12 years and we're gonna destroy ourselves if something isn't done. And they've got meetings all over the world. John Kerry spends his time jetting all over the world. One man on a private jet going to meet with people about climate control, the environment, getting rid of fossil fuels. They had a meeting just a few weeks ago, and this is no joke all these uh, people from all over the world, they all came together, John Kerry was in the mix as he always is. They all, they all came together and they were going to have a meeting try to figure out this problem of climate control. And you know, they all arrived in jets, they all arrived in jets. One man arrived in his jet. He traveled 13 miles. It was 13 miles from where he lived to where the meeting was, and he arrived in a jet. Well, if I could walk on both legs again, I could've walked that in a relatively short period of time. I used to do four miles in uh, an hour, four miles an hour. I could've walked that in about three hours. Probably took that long to get the jet fired up and gone. Thirteen miles, he flew a jet. Because the reason, he wanted to arrive in his brand new jet so all his friends could see he had a brand new jet. Why were they meeting? Climate control, talk about the environment. Fossil fuels gotta go, and it's it's all hypocrisy. It's so hypocritical, it'll make you nuts if you ever look at what these people are actually doing. It's a shame. Absolute shame. Well, abortion pops up now on population control. It has to do with climate control. If you want to control the climate, we need abortion. I'll show you how it develops. In 2006, environmentalist Dr. Eric Pianca was named Distinguished Texas Scientist of the Year. Very popular man in the field of science. He said, human overpopulation is ruining the earth. Human overpopulation is ruining the earth. The earth, as we know it, will not survive without drastic measures. You know, it seemed to me, if Dr. Pianca really believed that, It seems to me he would have stuck a gun in his mouth and blew his brains out so he could save the planet. He believes that people ought to die, but not him, (laughs) somebody else. He's important, he's above it all. Let's kill babies and that's where they run. The only feasible solution to saving the earth is to reduce Earth's population to 10 percent of the present number. Now, last Thursday at 9 a.m., I marked it in my little book. I called the United States Census Bureau to find out how many people there were living in the world today at that time, because boy, it's changing rapidly. The Earth's population, as of Thursday, was 7 billion, 450 people, according to the United States Census Bureau. Now, if you're going to leave 10% of the earth's population, how many people do you have to kill? Well, you're going to have to kill 7,146,201,105 people. That's what this man was suggesting. Well, how are we going to do it? How are you going to kill 7 billion people? His response, airborne Ebola. That'll get the job done. Airborne Ebola. Now this is a man that has an effect on the people that govern the world. He's very important. He is listened to. He's somebody they give an ear. Now they might think he's crazy, kind of like I did when I seen his idea but nevertheless he's out there and don't forget he and those like him are in the universities and they're teaching children all these very important things if you want to save the planet Paul and Ann Ehrlich and also John Holdren who's John Holdren John Holdren was Obama's science czar during his eight-year administration. He was Obama's go-to guy for scientific information. I want you to think of the kind of mind that was giving advice to Obama as he reigned as president. He said, their their book says, there exists ample authority under which population growth can be regulated, there's a way to do it. Under the United States Constitution, effective population control programs can be enacted. We can make laws that will bring about a reduction in population. What kind of population control programs do they set forward? Compulsory population control laws even including laws requiring compulsory abortion. Does that remind you of the Pharaoh of Egypt? You remember what he did when all newborn males were thrown into the Nile River? Well, that's what compulsory abortion is. That's when the government tells you that you're gonna have an abortion. And there's nothing you can do about it because it's the law. It's the law. Which, this compulsory abortion, could be sustained under the existing Constitution if the population crisis became sufficiently severe to endanger society. Well, how much is too much? And who makes that decision? when do they decide that there's too many people and we're going to have to take some of them out of the world our country is leaning to the left awful awful hard you ought to pay attention to what's going on in Genesis 128 God said be fruitful and multiply fill the earth up Matthew 15 and 18, Jesus said, those things which proceed out of the mouth, those things which proceed out of the mouth of these scientists, what about these things, Lord? They come from the heart. This is who they are. This is what they are. They have no problem with putting people to death if it's going to make life worthwhile for those who actually matter. The UK's Daily Mail wrote about a woman named Toni Rinelli. She went to the university and absorbed what she was taught and look at her views on things. She terminated her pregnancy in the firm belief she was helping save the planet. Where did she get that idea? She got it from her professors at school she went on, having children is selfish. Every person who is born uses more food, more water, more land, more fossil fuels, more trees, and produces more rubbish, more pollution, more greenhouse gases, and adds to the problem of overpopulation. I understand, Ms. Fernelli, you're so concerned about the population pri- problem that you're gonna terminate your own life. You're gonna take a handful of pills, go to sleep, and never wake up again. Why, so you can save the Earth? Oh no, no. It's not about taking her life. It's about taking the life of someone else to save her life. She said she wanted to save the planet, not produce a new life, which would only add to the problem. She went on to describe procreation as something negative and claimed that there were many others with similar planet-saving ideas. The Daily Mail, which is a liberal rag, concurred saying Tony is far from being alone. There are many, many, many people in our world that think the same way. In order to protect the planet, drastic measures are gonna have to take place. 30, I'm not gonna get into euthanasia, but that's a whole nother page of this drama. 31-year-old Sarah Irving agrees with Vernelli. A baby, she said, would pollute the planet. Look at that baby. You gonna tell me that baby's gonna pollute the planet? I think Sarah needs to go bye-bye and leave the leave the baby alone. It's a wonderful looking baby. Never having a child was the most environmentally friendly thing I could do. You have children. You don't care about the environment. You don't care about climate control. Isn't that the implication of what they're saying? Sarah and her fiance Mark Hudson said, in short, we do everything we can to reduce our carbon footprint. But all this would be undone if we had a child. It would be morally wrong for me to add to climate change and the destruction of the earth. God said be fruitful and multiply. Now Saber and her fiancé Mark said that's the morally wrong thing to do. Dan Barker, president of the Freedom from Religion president, said murdering unborn children can be considered progress and a blessing. Bringing children into the world may be negative and morally wrong. You know, for me it's hard to believe people actually think these kinds of things. Uh, Personally, I don't understand it. I I guess it's the result of not believing in God. I'm not worried about climate control. I'm not worried about freezing up or heating up. Actually, I'm not worried about anything. Because my Lord is in control of the planet. He keeps the world going around. And I know that we're not going to die because of overpopulation. When the world comes to an end, it's because Jesus is going to come back and terminate it. Man hasn't got the potential to destroy the earth. Only God does. And he shall when he's ready. But all this stuff that's going on All these things these people believe. All the things they're passing on to the next generation. These are very, very dangerous thoughts. And sooner or later, those thoughts will become reality. I pray to God I'm wrong but I really don't think I am. We need to be involved in the world in which we live. We need to speak when it's time to speak, act when it's time to act. Don't let anybody roll you over as though you're some kind of a dummy. You aren't a dummy. You're highly intelligent and you've got enough common sense to know what terminating a child is. Don't be persuaded, don't let your children be persuaded. Stay on top of it because the world, she is a-changing. And she's gonna change a lot more than it is right now. You can put that in the bank. Well, I haven't talked much about salvation, just our conduct. On our beliefs. But the truth of the matter is, if you are not a Christian, you were put on this earth to believe that Jesus is Christ, to choose Him as your master, to stop sinning against Him uh, willingly, and to be immersed in water, to receive forgiveness of sin, to start over a new creature, we're called a babe in Christ. As Christians, We are supposed to be the lights of the world. We're supposed to speak the light and let the light shine. We're supposed to reveal the light in the way we live, the things we do, the things we believe in. The US government's not going to do it. If we don't do it, it just won't get done. Never be ugly, never be ugly, never be ugly. But always be honest. Always tell the truth. If you need God's forgiveness, I hope you'll let us help you complete your obedience to God. Whether in becoming a child of God or whether by repenting of maybe getting a bit slack in the way we live.